nigga to the next spot. They yelling like Prescott. Everybody like. There ain't no breaks, no rest stop. We trying to get your head chopped. The whole club yelling. Everybody. Everybody. And welcome to another episode of Chasing the Rabbit. Here in the rabbit hole with my boys Ben and Scott. How you guys doing tonight? I would say I'm faring a little better than yourself. Hey, Kenny. Uh, like what you're doing there, man. Here we go. Good stuff. Here happy, we go. Happy Here we Pearl go. Harbor Day. Happy what day? Pearl Harbor Day. Oh, this is right, it Pearl December seventh. Oh, this day was it supposed sure to live is. in infamy for me, but somehow it escaped me. How did it escape you? I uh, I didn't even realize it was that day. But happy Pearl Harbor Day to you. Yeah, happy Pearl Harbor Day to both of y'all. I suppose it's a day. Do, that, do we uh, do we say Happy Pearl Harbor Day? Well, I did, and just just. Because, you know, it's a happy time, happy occasion that we're celebrating, not really. Yeah, yes. It is a happy time uh, for myself. Uh, I'm sure it is a happy time for you as well, Aaron, because uh, Scott is in studio, live in person. In studio, yes. So that's got me a little tingly. That's a good thing. The monthly guest, just like your wife's Yes, the, yeah. where, where's the? did you leave the jersey up at the gym so you don't have it here for him to wear tonight? No, Kenny got it packed away. Oh, since he, oh. Kenny said he knew he was coming, yeah. so he packed it away. Gotcha. Got it, gotcha. Kenny. We'll stretch it out just nice for you. Yes. Stretch it out real good. Yes. Well, it's not the only thing you stretch out, right? I was seeing you at the yeah. pharmacy. There we go. Yep. Sorry, yep. What? Sorry. What? Yeah. Well, uh, before we dive into cowboy talk, I would like to discuss what we were just having a little conversation about pre-show. Uh, the new episode, the new version of Hard Knocks in season featuring your Miami Dolphins and uh, the coolest head coach in the NFL, Mike McDaniel. Uh, I know Scott and I have watched it. I know you probably haven't seen it yet. Got it. I got it on the TiVo. But I would definitely encourage you because I think you will really enjoy it. It's not anything like the other Hard Knocks. This is good. I feel like you get like a real look behind the scenes of during the week of an NFL team. I just want to tune in to see the coach. Well, one thing, not, I know we're going to go too far with hard knock, this hard knocks. It's in season. It's, it's good. Usually the uh, preseason versions are often, they lap the in-season versions, but because Mike, Mike Medino's on it, not only is because he's on it, because in show one up one, the first 10 minutes he said – we're going to be us, and we're going to grant access, and we're not going to run from it. Nope. We're, we're going to be happy to give access, and the player's like, Ugh. uh-huh. Mike McDaniel's all on board. Yep. I think uh, his response to that was, fuck it. Welcome to, uh, welcome to Miami, and we're not going to change. We're going to be us. So he wants the players to be them. He's not going to change what he's doing, and I like it. It's good stuff. He's uh, very different, uh, but I like it. He's very smart. He's a lot smarter than uh, I ever knew. And I didn't realize that he coached in Houston. Yeah, so that, that think about that staff that, that was assembled in, in Washington. Oh, my gosh. With him, Shanahan. McVeigh. McVeigh. All uh, of them. Is that the coach from the Rams? Yeah. yeah. So McVeigh, and there was someone else, and I'm forgetting. Yeah, what was McVeigh, the tight ends coach or something? I don't know. I can't remember, but there, there, was, some, there was another there was one, such too. A, I know, there was another one. But there's a group of them, and, you know, 
they've all done well, literally every oh, one of them. The coach from the Packers, help me out. Uh, Matt, Matt LaFleur. Yeah, he was the other yeah, one. Yeah, he's yep. the other one. They're all young. Right. Except I would think Kyle might be the oldest of the group. They were all on Jay Gruden's staff. Uh-huh. Yep. So which one of these things is not like the other? Yes. True enough. <laughs> yes. But, uh, no, that's fun stuff. Uh, got to see Tyreek's mom and his new wife watching a game, getting uh, Nachos. Che- nacho cheese yeah. and hot dogs spilled on her hair. Uh, got to see Tyreek's mom screaming at the top of her lungs. What, like, she got nacho uh, cheese spilled on her hair? Yeah, there was some dude standing behind her, and they did something good in the game, and she put her arms up. Yep. It wasn't really his it fault. It wasn't his fault. Okay. Wasn't he his stood fault. up holding his stuff. She threw her arms up, and then when she she went back with one of her hands. And bitch, so just an accident. Bitch, yes. and she, but she did one of the hot girls, what the hot girls did. It's okay. It's okay. Trying to make it, you know, like kind of, yeah. I forgive you, but it wasn't him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She took off and went to the bathroom, cleaned her hair, because she literally had nacho cheese in her hair. But the best part's Tyreek's mom, to me. Oh, yes. She's better than the coach. She's worth the price of admission in that episode for sure. Yeah. Uh, That was not what I was expecting, but not surprised because, boy, they look a lot alike. (laughs) That face, that that sturdy, thick neck. Yeah, you know Tyreek. You know right. You know Tyreek. You know about him. Think about his mom. Just think as Hood and Ratch. Okay. And she and she's shameless. She does not. No shame. No. Hey, it's easy to have no shame when your son's, you know, pulling in those type of figures. She's definitely not holding back. So it's fun. Yeah, so it's fun, and I would encourage you to watch that. That was uh, pre-watching Jalen Phillips' blood as Achilles. Yes. That was... So in you know in college you know he was, uh, he was he was a stud but he had those injury problems too and then they took yep. him I think mid first round three years ago yep. and uh, he's been battling finally broke out this year and then I think it was a Jets game dude he was having a great game that game too yeah right after Thanksgiving so um, yep it was that Black Friday game yeah yeah that but was... I, know, I know this is off air but I do want to extend a public thank you to Aaron for the gift I will be making espresso now oh, yes. in the in the cozy confines of my home I won't have to go uh, up the street to Frank uh, you know in Frankfurt up to Starbucks to get anything like that it's all homemade now I can't wait to uh, try out your yes. homemade espresso double shot um, I also would like to say a big shout out thank you to Aaron and uh, I have a little humility, Scott, so that gift was from both of us, but that's okay. Um, but I, he, soldiering through, not feeling well this whole week, um, but making an appearance down here in the rabbit hole, didn't phone it in, uh, so I appreciate that, sir. No problem. I thought maybe the golden voice might sound a little more golden tonight. A little deeper. Oh, yeah. A little deeper. Robust. Give us that FM radio, it's Aaron. FM radio. Yeah, there we go. Yes. Uh well, let's just dive right in. How'd y'all like that Seattle game? It kicked off a really nerve-wracking weekend of sports, that all of which turned out great. Uh-huh. Um, that was probably the highlight for all, you know most cowboy well, all cowboy fans because for a good portion of that game, uh, it seemed like this was going to be home loss number one after some time because the defense wasn't uh, about to stop anything Seattle was going to do. My goodness! But 
I'll be damned, the offense uh, decided we're going to lock in and uh, play mistake-free football for the most part, especially Dak. Man, like you and I talked about the other day, uh, that might be the first game this year, and in a long time, I feel, where the offense had to win the game for us, uh, which was something I don't think we've seen in a while. Uh, That was impressive. I would like to say that the defense did get the last three possessions, got, you know, forced fourth down turnovers sure you know turnover on downs three times in a row so the defense when it had to also stepped up they finally stepped up that was good they had a horrible game though uh but they did step up when it mattered give the offense a chance to put the game away i I had to work that night and so i put it on the put loaded up uh, amazon fire stick and just poked my head in a couple times so i watched our first drive Mm. um and then i poked my head back in and I think it was halftime or something. And I was like, was it 21, 21, 10, 21, 20 at halftime? I think we were down three. Or were we 28, down th- 20. It was, it was a three-point game. That game came after halftime. Uh, right. I, peeped I think it, it was 21, 20. It was 21, 20. And okay. I, I misread. So I thought Dallas was up 21, 20. Uh. And then later I checked in and thought Dallas was up 28, 20. So when I got home, I, I did watch the game from the beginning so I could see it. And once I re- and I felt good because I was like, oh man, we're up twenty eight twenty. Yeah. And then when I realized when it you was started, Seattle, when you went back to start over, did you know the outcome yet? No. Okay. No. So the last score you saw was twenty eight twenty. But I did talk to someone who was like, I said, ah, I've already seen the score, you know. And they were like, well, I think it's going to get better. And <laughs> that, that didn't hit me yet, you know, because I thought Cowboys was up twenty eight right. twenty. I didn't tell the person the score I'd seen. Right. So I was like a little bit when I realized I started doing the math on it as the game was progressing. I'm like, wait a minute, how's the Cowboys going to get 21 in Seattle? I realized I had it flip flopped, uh-huh. and from that point on, I was nervous the rest of that game, man. Yeah, I didn't know what was going to happen. I, I thought honestly, I thought we might lose that game. I told Scott that's the first time I thought it was in the second half where I thought, damn, I never once thought we would lose this game, but. Wow, there's a chance we might lose. Yeah, this you start game. looking at the clock, and you're like, "Man, our defense hadn't really looked good. We hadn't stopped. Our defense them. looked terrible." Uh huh. Yeah. I, so, like Ben said, the last three stops, uh, you know, those fourth down, uh, they weren't able to convert those those plays on fourth down, uh, each a different way. Um, but yeah, uh, it just seemed like um, Pete Carroll had something had something ready for the student. They had something ready for the ex-assistant, felt very comfortable. They had something they felt very comfortable with, they felt they could go to, and they did. Boy, uh, did they. But, I, when, but what I criticize the Cowboys a lot, when you get down to situational football late in games and executing those third downs, those second and third down plays, well, it wasn't Dallas' time that, that fell short. It was Seattle that had a part, you know, missing, uh-huh. missing a key block here, uh, overthrowing, you know, missing a throw. One throw, just one. Well, yeah. I, I felt I walked away. I felt like, oh, this is what Philly's been feeling like for ten weeks. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I feel like Seattle did play a hand in us being. Uh, there was a fourth down. He went for near midfield where I was like, what? Like you got four minutes left in the game. Like, but he was afraid, just like us, that like I can't stop this Cowboy team, so no. I, I got to go for it. No, I mean, what we had eight, nine. Oh, I think nine offensive possessions in the game. We scored on eight of them. There was one you of know? I think six all time, you know, in the history of the NFL, or maybe in the yeah. Super Bowl era, or maybe the fifties, but where neither team punted, no punts, yeah, yeah, neither defense could stop the other they, team. B- both squads, their third game in thirteen days, and I think that really did factor uh-huh. into some of the 
defensive play that we saw. It was one of those things, no punts. You would think very clean by hearing that, but then you have uh, close to 240 yards of penalties. Oh, yeah, it was like 236 yards of penalties. The announcers kept harping and just complaining about all the penalties and how long. Oh, my God. God forbid they have to work an extra 30 minutes. But I was so happy to see them penalties, not necessarily on the Cowboys, but, man, Seattle, we all know their mantra under Pete Carroll it's the Georgetown. We're just going to foul every time yep. and force the referee to call it. And I'll be damned. Them referees kept calling it. And so I'll, thank you, refs. And I want to add to this. That was Cleet Blakeman's crew. Uh, and they call a ton. They've been admonished by the league, you know, oh, in really? terms of yeah, they call a lot of they call a lot of they penalties. call a lot of penalties to begin with. Begin with. And, and Pete Carroll going forward in the fourth down late in games just reminded me back to Texas USC. When he made that uh-huh. you know late game decision, it just seemed like some odd times there to go on fourth down. Not the last one, but the, maybe the one before. Well, I mean, t- if you want to just take it to the Super Bowl, you know, run well, it, run it to right. beast mode right. and interception from the one yard line, you know. So I mean, this guy's got a little history of kind of the lights get too bright for him to actually get it done. Right. I think that Mike had a couple of mistakes in that game. Agreed. They could have cost us. Uh, that that third down play in the set at the end of the game, when it was just over a minute left, and you went for the pass to the end zone, I think it was Mike. It could have been Dak who checked into that play. I don't know. Either way, what are you doing? I mean, they got zero timeouts. You just run. It's third down. You're obviously you missed the pass, so you didn't get it. Right. Why didn't you just run it? And run 40 seconds off the clock, and then we wouldn't have even had to worry. Well, me and Scott talked about it after the game, and we weren't even necessarily against the pass so much. Like, okay, pass the ball, but but look, you need three yards for a first down. Yeah. It doesn't have to be all or nothing, and a first down is going to win this game. Yes. Um, But now that after we got away from that, I started thinking about it, and I was like, man, honestly, you run the ball, and then you have the question of, okay, fourth and one, what do I do? Do I go for the first down where I control the clock and the game's going to be over? Do I kick that field goal with, mm. you know, yeah. give them the ball back with a minute, but uh, I'm only up six? If you were running it, they were not going to get that ball back with nothing but maybe maybe 40 seconds. I think it was a minute. That's what they did get it back with. No. But if they had run the ball, they got it back with over a minute. They got it back with a minute 40. But if we could have, if we would have run a play, run the ball. They would have got it back with a minute down six. Instead, they got it back a minute 40 down six because we threw an incomplete pass. Stop the clock. Okay. If you say so. Yeah. Either way. <laughs> but don't quote me. Kenny, look that up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that there was that other uh, play in the first half where... You talking about near the goal line? Are you talking about that one or the fourth down there or going for it or no? Or I think else? it was a going for it. Fourth down where CD, uh, he had it in his hands and just didn't come away with the catch. Okay. Yes. You know, near midfield. Yes. Otherwise, and I thought Mike called a great game outside of those couple things. Uh, and Dak, man, Dak looks great. Well, Dak even that Mike amazing. call, that fourth down call, um, looking back, okay, you talk about situational football. Um, I actually kind of like that he went for it. I'm hoping, I hadn't heard him talk anything after the game, that he smelled. Woo, this is going to be a long day for my defense. I think that's what I'm going to have to keep pace. Uh-huh. So aggressive. I got to go for it. Yeah, I think he was aggressive mindset uh, from the get-go and never stopped. He never – I don't think he ever – I think that's why we saw the play we saw at the end of the game because I don't think he ever took his foot off the gas. Hmm. I think he just wanted to 
score more points. That's what he's about. Yeah, put the game away. Put the game away. It's kind of interesting that he takes that he takes that approach, and he used to criticize, well, kind of roundaboutly criticizing uh, Kellen about just trying to break the uh-huh. break the scoreboard. Yeah, <laughs> you no, know, right. Not that Kale- Kellen can do it anymore. Right. Saying, but uh, that that's Six funny coming with Mike. Yeah. Yeah, and I really like on this offense what I'm starting to see over the last two or three weeks is really like sticking out to me, or it's been noticeable to me. It's probably happening all year. I don't know, but this offense. We do things to set up other things or to play off of other things. Where to me, Kellen Moore would he just had a bunch of plays uh-huh. and he's just I'm gonna call this play. They had nothing to do with each other. Where Mike connects the motions, uh, the formations with different looks. You know, I know we had a, a third down that we converted where CD is supposed to go on a slant. He always goes on the slant and then he turned it out to the sideline. Boom, completion, first down. But built off of this play that we had already run like three times on Seattle yeah. to success. So the corner's jumping it. It's just I like the I like the way he's doing his little stuff, man. I thought Quinn did a – Dan did a great job adjusting at halftime because uh, we don't ever put a corner on a wide receiver and follow him all over the field. It doesn't happen. I mean, when's the last time we've seen that happen? A trailing receiver. With, yeah. Was it with Glint Gilmore? Yeah, he did it with Gilmore in the second half because Bland was just yeah. He had to travel with Metcalf. Yeah, all the rest of the game. Uh, and and if you look at what Metcalf had first half, second half, he didn't get squat in the second half. I mean, he did get that touchdown, but he didn't get a lot of catches or a lot of yards. He was a problem the first half. Ooh. Dan Quinn recognized it and said, I'm going to do something about it. Yes. I'm not going to just keep taking it up the ass. No, and I'm going to uh, do something we stubborn. don't normally do, too. Yeah, I'm going to turn over a rock because yeah. we got to do something. Mm-hmm. Deron Bland has struggled uh, in parts the last two weeks. He's been pretty bad against Washington and, and, and had a really hard night against Seattle. I will say this in fairness. Um he is not getting any – his safeties are not doing any favors. And I'll tell you, Donovan Wilson in particular is having a bad season. Boy, yeah, he didn't look too great the other night. Right. Yeah. So I don't know what it is, but uh, your safety room should be better. It's been better, but just not an off time for your safeties, especially Donovan who's just struggling for whatever reason. I yes, tell you why. agreed. Well, and Bland, he did – have that didn't he have that pick six you know versus washington he did i know he had given up some plays before that too uh but last week man i had never seen geno smith ball this good in my life man this guy was putting some pinpoint accurate things all over the field but i know a couple of them catches that dk had i honestly even that first touchdown i was like man that's not bad coverage but damn that was a well-executed play but with no safety behind to help him no and it was a Perfect pass. It's the best he'd played this year. Last uh-huh. year, mid to early, he was he was he was he was a bit not maybe not. I mean, he was really good last yeah. year. Early yeah, was, you're right. But, you're right. But but of course, well, we all know this. This was Seattle gearing up to save its season. Uh huh. In between Seattle, <laughs> then there's Philly and yep. Dallas fits in there just the same. So they had to make a stand. I think there, given what's coming up for them in the division. I would say for them, man, they might have found something against us, even though they lost that game, because I don't think I've ever seen Seattle play like that, play that fast. Especially their interior defensive line. Uh-huh. Right? That, that's not the normal no. Seattle defensive line. Their no. secondary is good. Their, yeah. their their front seven is... Uh-huh. Yeah. So it was uh, it was nice to see the another... You know, I mean, we came out with the win. We scored 
40 points again at home. Offense looking great. Offense is looking unstoppable. Um, Now people can say we played a real team, I guess. Uh, a, a game that matters. Okay, whatever. I mean, the uh, Jets did come in one and zero. People, I mean, they're not that now. Yeah, they but got a great defense. In Seattle, when we when we're done with the math, uh, it'll be another. They'll oh, say no, yeah. it wasn't a winning team. No, they finished seven and nine or something like that. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. Okay. But, you know, but can I, can I interject? You were talking sure. about Dak. Um, you know, being a part of the reason what and and the little how we had a little fear in us in the third and fourth. Like, man, we might lose this game. This is the first time since maybe Pittsburgh, his rookie year, where I sat there and was like, I believe in Dak. I believe he, we're going to win this game because I believe Dak's going to get it done. Uh-huh. I've, I've been very gun-shy on him uh-huh. for years, and he's he's given me reason to be. He's, but, man, yeah, damn. He's, he's giving you up. reason to be when, to get off of that, too. When he got up in that dude's face. Oh, almost, I was just sitting here thinking about that. Don't I haven't seen oh. him do anything yes, like no. that. Since pre-injury. 2020. You know? yeah. yeah. It was pre-injury. He had an attitude of like, Boy, we're not going to lose uh-uh. this game. Nah. And I'm like, well, you're the guy who's like mostly responsible for what's uh-huh. going to happen. Yeah. And you're coming out all cocky like that? Uh-huh. And confident? Oh, my gosh. And, but I believed. He flexed more than once. And I think that he was the first one to run over to the kettle and pull out the turkey leg. And he had zero problems chowing down on the sidelines. I can't imagine how... Good that would have the been the level of confidence to do that to go to plan it to plot it. We're going to bring turkey down yeah. here. We're going to put something up, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. And knowing that hey, we're going to we're going to at some point in this game we're going to we're going to have some. Uh, the funny some thing is, is that kettle. the NFL did not find us. Do you know who planned that? They had turkey legs in both kettles at both ends. Of but do you know who planned that? I have no idea who he made he planned the plan. it last year too. Whatever they did last year, I can't remember. Uh, Jake Ferguson. Oh, really? Oh, the Giants. Yeah. The and Giant Jake Ferguson, man, we talk about that getting up that dude. That is my, I cannot tell you how many times I've watched that gif or that <laughs> meme of Jake Ferguson catching, snagging that touchdown in front of, man, Jamal, after, Jamal Adams. after Adams just all got up in uh-huh. his face and did that little, little bitch flick, slap on yeah. him. And then he scored the touchdown. Oh, it's a hell of a catch. And uh-huh. then he turns and looks at him and uh-huh. then spiked the hell out of that yeah, ball. Yeah, he did. Oh, yeah, I've watched did. that over and over. And it's one of my you, favorite Cowboy plays. When you watched it, did you notice CD? Yeah. Give him the oh, point down. CD's like the whole time after Ferguson caught it, he's just pointing it at him. Oh, I need and to send me it. talking smack send the me whole it, time. Nonstop. Because they were in it from the get-go. I noticed that those two were talking to each other like early on. Yeah, them DBs it got seemed, mouths on. It seemed friendly. They didn't. I mean, CD was smiling and laughing when he was talking trash. Adams didn't look like he was getting pissy or you know offended or whatever. They just looked like they were having some good little banter. And then Ferguson, <laughs> and then they were talking to him. He goes, "I just reminded him that I just got a first down." Oh, that first down <laughs> where he just marched through that dude. Yes. Uh, yeah. So CD isn't really not going to be the aggressive escalator. He's just yeah. basically going out to show you the pearly whites. And sure. Give you the slime and yeah. point it down and talk to you. So that's kind of how you're going to respond. Yes. Jake will escalate it, I think. Love it. Just because it's in his nature to be that aggressive. He and, was towering yeah, over Adams. Yeah, but then he comes back right after it and delivers. Uh-huh. It wasn't like he ran a route and was three yards open. Yep. This motherfucker went and got the game for it. He yep. went and got it. Yeah. And even Jamal, they were... Jamal Adams got dogged on so some some oh, guy yeah. said yikes. Oh, so, uh-huh. so 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 the reporter that covers him, 
uh, talked about that has been sort of at him before and just showed the play, that play, and put yikes. And you saw the follow-up Jamal. Jamal oh, he respo- went in. Jamal responded by taking a picture of that guy and his wife and on it put yikes. Yeah. yeah just, just <laughs> you got yikes. nothing. You got to go searching for right. a picture of the student and his wife. Right. And, and then he got her. dogged out for that. Yeah. But in, in the, and part of that, when he responded to that, getting dogged out, he doubled down. And but in his response, he did say, you know, like like basically he was like, Man, y'all getting on me and all this, you know, this dude made a great cat, you know. Yeah. And I was like, it, during all that tirade, he gave his props to Jake for, for doing that after Jake had already done bitched uh-huh. him up twice, then he yep. bitched him up on Twitter because he knew he can't say shit. It was well, awesome. Well, when you look at their secondary, when you look at, you know, Diggs, you look at Adams, you look at Wooten, you look at uh, the rookie Withers- Witherspoon. Uh-huh. I mean, it seems pretty obvious on those downs, especially in the red zone where they do it anyway. They're going to target. I mean, who they're going to? The one guy is more of a liability in coverage is Jamal sure. Adams. He's a box guy, so yeah. it seemed here. Here, here uh, uh, Jake Ferguson. This is your. This is you. Yeah. Uh, smile, he, boy. He's yep. he's he's playing great. He <laughs> is playing great. I love. He's Jake taking this game up to another level, man. He sure is. He sure is. Sometimes when they come out like that, it stays out. You uh-huh. know, once you see it, sometimes you get flashes. But some some people once you see it once they hit that threshold they don't look back. Yeah, like, I, he might that, be I, I think that I think we might have a stud at tight end. And the thing about that touchdown it caps it off. That's even the bonus. The whole thing is that it was an important play in the game uh, to put them back up late in the game, and, and it just so happened to put an exclamation on point that that little moment where Jake uh, looks him, stares him down, slams it, and now Dallas is up and in control at that point. Man, he just – I feel like he he was – all Cowboy fans were living vicariously through him or he was representing what all Cowboy fans felt in that moment, you know. Uh-huh. We just synchronized, dude, and clicked. But you're right, man. That was a big first down he got mm. uh, where he just marched through him. That was huge at that point in the game. And the touchdown, that was like on third down or something, right? Man, I don't know. Uh, it nevertheless, was they, it was a pivotal point, point of the game. Yeah, it was after <laughs> they took that delay. Yeah. Right if they took that yeah. delay, yeah. So So just really clutched up. Yeah, well, there's a lot of good things. I mean, our offensive line looks like they're playing a little bit better. Uh we're actually got some some success in our run game now. Pollard's running Pollard is running stronger than I think I've ever seen him. I mean, cuz usually we in the past we're just seeing him do a lot of outside stuff. You know, he comes in, he's that change of pace from Zeke, blah blah blah. The past couple of games, especially that Seattle game, I mean, he's that's, trucking it right up the middle. That Seattle second half. And he nonstop, showed it. Stop just keeping his legs churning and like he has been all season. Rico, man, that kid does not stop moving. He has got a little something. I like Rico. Yeah, he's look looking at Philly, good. Like who, who is uh, – uh, what what is Gainwell like? Where, yeah. I mean, fifth round pick or something like nobody knew about this guy. But the Boston Scott, you know, they got no. some dudes that just throw in a rotation. Uh-huh. And if you can have a good offensive line, you know, you can make a living with dudes like Rico Dowdle. Well, I think you know teams are going to play. You know, when you have Pollard in the lineup, they're going to play him a little different than when you have Dowdle. Yep. Uh, the offensive line is also uh, probably in more step with each other and lockstep with each other compared to where they were. Yep. Uh, getting a little healthier. Plus, it's that time of year. And the last thing I would say is, most of the NFL, unless you're Christian McCaffrey, most of the NFL has. It's just hard to run. Yep. It's just hard to run in the league now. Uh, 
you know, I think probably because offensive linemen are more geared towards pass blocking in today's league. Yep. It's not more of a run blocking league, especially in the interior. It's more, you know, we're catching and not pitching. So, yep. uh, yeah, unless you're the San Francisco 49ers, most teams live this way. Well, and I like how we're setting up our run game now. Instead of coming out on first down, run the ball, second right. down, run the ball, we're not doing that anymore. Long I hand mean, off, some first down. We're throwing the ball yep. a lot on first down. Um, we're coming to that run. We're, set, we're using the pass to set up the run now, and I like that. It's working for us. So I think we keep that going forward. It's going to look good. I also like that we Seattle forced us into it with all the jawing and whatnot, but we, we played a physical man's game. Uh-huh. Uh, we got extra rest. Uh because when I watch Philly play San Francisco, San Francisco plays a man's. Yeah. I mean, you, man, you got to be physical. So that's a good little physical test for us. I heard stats today that uh, teams' records after playing us, there's only two wins. Okay. For the, the year? Uh-huh. Okay. The team that did it, the Giants. The Giants won the game after they played us both times. Probably Washington. They're the only team. Wow, they're the Giants only twice? team. Yes, they're the only team Dang. to get a win after playing the Cowboys. Wow. San Francisco, like you were talking about earlier in the season, the word was out that yeah, you play San Francisco, you lose yeah, the next week because like you're so beat up. The previous uh, that was last year. That was more this last year. Right. Is like six and eight. Yeah, it's it's changed a bit. Yeah. It's not well, what it, it used to be. And it used to be uh, Pittsburgh a long time ago. It was right? four and zero to start the year. Yeah. So whatever. They, yep. Now they've gone two and eight since. Yeah. So the team, you know, Dallas, of course, is reeling. Are reeling. They're actually, uh, in a good way. They're they're rolling offensively. Yeah. And the team that probably one of the teams, especially a prominent team like Philly, doesn't want to see that because. Well, let's just take one stat from the San Francisco game. We all know that San Francisco's second. I'm sorry, Philly's. Uh, secondary in their second level or are, are are struggling to say the least. Uh-huh. Uh, so I mean it, they have some names. They do play well, but as a unit, no. So here's a stat for you. And I don't know if Dallas has the capability of doing this, but it is alarming from a tackling standpoint. Brock Purdy last week very efficient, 314 yards. Uh-huh. Okay. Yes. How much of the 314 were yards in the air? Oh, air yards uh, in that game? Interesting. Not a lot. 102. So oh, yeah. 212 yards. That's 160. 212 of those 314 yeah. were on the ground. Yeah. Debo, Debo mostly McCaffrey. Debo. Yep, Debo, Ayuk, and uh, yeah, McCaffrey. Yeah. But mostly Debo. Yeah, Debo, man. He had a couple of long, yeah. long. And Debo told him beforehand, he's like, uh-huh. y'all got problems. Yeah. So Debo will do that. Well, though. I don't like that stat you just dropped at me. The teams that after they play San Francisco are 8-2 and because we're fixing to play a team that just played San Francisco. I don't care what Seattle goes off and does. Yeah, well, I was thinking more along the lines of what Philly's going to be like after they lose to us on Sunday night. Okay, they'll be looking just, at looking ahead because I'm going to obviously yeah. we're playing at home. We're playing Philly. You're saying three losses in a row, man. I'm just saying. Yeah. And San Francisco was just and Seattle was just a <clears throat> team that had San Francisco before us too. Uh huh. And who do they got after us? Seattle. Who? Philly. Yeah, I think they do go to Seattle. They okay, have to I'll play hear you Seattle on that. I'll in hear you Seattle. On that possible I three. You're, you just gave me hope. I had no hope, dude, that we could win the division. You just literally gave me hope with these stats. Well, just, when it's all said and done, when, when everything is played, we're still going to lose a tiebreaker if things hold. But as of a, after this Sunday, we will hold the tiebreaker. 
Mm -hmm. uh, the problem for us is we're thinking in terms of what comes after this. This becomes a really big game for us because it's at home, but I don't need to remind you the next two on the road and where they're at. Yeah, and into that note, I, we probably don't need to get ahead of ourselves. To that note, speaking of those two games, maybe I'm naive in saying that Buffalo doesn't worry me. I know what our record is in Buffalo in December. I get that Buffalo, can, they just played a great game against Philly. Miami scares the shit out of me because they're fast, and they get the ball out quick. So the thought of us getting to Tua in that game – it, we might not get to him. I mean, we're going to see a lot of what we saw with Seattle of Geno getting the ball out so fast because that's what Miami does. And on top of all that, they can run the ball. That's the team that really scares me in these next few games, that one. I just think both of them are losable. Oh, agreed. I, whether, they're, yeah. whether you worry about one, Buffalo obviously is underperformed for, for, a, great, for a large part of the season, uh, but... Could they rise up for oh, yeah. a Dallas game like they did Philly? Yeah, I just uh, – but I think still think Miami is capable, as you know, as you said, they were about about moving the ball out quick. Uh, they have some of the same problems, you know, losing uh -huh. against teams like that 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 that, have, that are of quality. But, you know, I don't know. I think it's going to be a fun oh, three yeah. weeks because this is why if you're Dallas – and I was, I was – Ben and I were talking about this. If, this. if you're Dallas, you want this. Oh yeah, these are the ones you live for. Oh yeah, this this month here. Well, in that schedule that you just rattled off, I mean, I could see us. If you want me to be honest? Uh, I could see us going on four. You know, uh, you can't take any of these opponents. I mean, shut Detroit, your mouth. Shut your Miami, mouth. Buffalo, Philly. These are all legit good teams, man. That you know, it's Harris could beat you. I so, could give you the road games. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, I can, I can see it's not nothing. I'm not taking nothing for granted. We're about one win oh, yeah. away, probably. We're, we're like two wins away from just clinching a playoff spot outright, but we're about one win away probably from clinching a playoff spot, and if we don't beat Philly, we're really two games behind him looking at that five spot, so we can really start to work on some stuff. You know, we can make it work for our advantage. I don't want to lose to him. I mean, speaking of Philly, we got him coming home to our house this week. We almost beat them in Philly. They didn't really do a good job of stopping us. Uh, we came up short on so many things in that game where it could have flipped either way. I mean, flipped to our side. Um, and then that time that's in between the last time we played them and Sunday, I think we've improved. I think we've improved across the board uh, offensively. Uh, so it'll be, and I think our defense did an okay job versus Philly in Philly. Uh, I think we're a better team than the last time they saw us. It'll probably come down to two things. Uh, our Achilles remains, if, if we're going to make, I'm not saying all penalties, but penalties in crucial situations. I don't need to go over which crucial situation in Philly. We all know what that looked like. And right. this refereeing crew, uh, 7 and 0 with, uh, when they Philly. have Philly games. So. And, the other, and the other thing is the performance of your right tackle in those situations, which uh, pretty much helped decide that game in Philly. Hopefully that has improved. Um, and maybe we will uh, adjust for that. Well, you talk about that right tackle. What do you think about that tackle, uh, left tackle on Philly? Uh, everybody's. Been dogging Malata? him out. Mal you talking about Malata? Lane Johnson. Everybody's been. Oh, the early start. Yeah, yeah, he's the right the, tackle. The false start's been yeah. all over. You know oh, the yeah. compilations of it. Oh yeah. Is this guy making a false start, man? I feel like my eyes every time I watch this guy. He looks like and you he talk stands about all up. these penalties. Uh huh. And they don't call this penalty. 
I mean, 12 refs, uh, our 12 head coaches have, have lobbied prior to that game, probably given this tape to the NFL, and maybe Mike will have a little more luck. I don't know. Uh, look out for this. Uh, I would ask you guys for the next – uh, for the next month, you talk about the four games. I would say my experience, at least I think the last three years, when we see a rough patch coming like this, Dallas usually outperforms the rough patch. Uh-huh. And I, I could easily see three and one coming out of this. Yeah. Um, but that's just an opinion. Uh, but getting back to Lane Johnson, um, I've heard that recently. I, I'll be honest, I hadn't paid a lot of attention to I it. I feel like every time I watch Philly play, I'm like, man, how are they not calling on this dude? I, I don't know why they don't call it. Uh, I also don't know why they don't call uh, holding calls on Micah because I feel like he gets held pretty much every play. Uh, and some of them are extremely obvious, and they don't call them. Uh, it's very confusing to me. I think I think um, mostly in football they're gonna they're gonna let holding go unless it really affects the play unless you're hog tying them. True, or taking them to the ground because he's gonna be held every play. Uh, every play, I think it's you know just, most pass rushers have to deal with that. Yeah, that's when you know something's funky. Is like, oh, okay, all game they've held Micah Parsons, and then like on the last try they'll call a penalty for holding. You know, like if I'm an opponent, I'm like, oh, really? It's arbitrary. Yeah, yeah. I've been holding y'all. Y'all set me up. Uh huh. Y'all set me up, you bastards. Yep. No, I'd agree. Micah goes through it. Uh, Micah goes through it. Miles go. I mean, th- those guys have to. I, it'd be more than I could take. I would just be. I, I would be flagged. Just. Bitching you gotta sell it. It's a little NBA ish soccer. You uh-huh. gotta you gotta start selling it. You know, I see the replays where when a guy's getting held and he waves his arms all up. Yeah. Oh, that's the ones that get the flag. Right. Yeah. He needs to play it up because yeah. he always does the arm thing after the play instead of when he's getting held. Um, By the third one, then the crowd starts getting in like, yeah, what's up with that? Start putting the pressure on him. Yeah. Well, one way we could come, if we pay attention, we can combat the Lane Johnson thing by uh, if someone pays attention to him moving, all we got to do is jump. That's why I want Micah over there with him with all the attention that's been drawn to it. Yeah. I want Micah over there one on one and I want to see how that develops. I just, the game's I mean, if he's going to move early, we need somebody to move early with him. Mm hmm. I think know, so they can't see- avoid the, yeah. they can't avoid the penalty. You know, uh, that would be nice to see somebody take advantage of. Uh, but I guarantee you, uh, they will have conversations with the refs before the kickoff yeah, that it's day. It's already going on. It's yeah. already in the league office. Well, I yeah. feel a little Dennis Green because already before the game, I'm going to be like, the Bears are who we thought they were. I think Philly is who we think they are, which is a good team that's beatable. This team is not invincible. No. They're not all the hype that they had at the start of the season. They can be beat. They've shown every week. That they they leave the window, the door open to be beat. Yes, this team can be beat, and I'm I'm hoping the Cowboys step up to this occasion. Uh, yes, it's big for the division and all of this, but I'm gonna go old school Cowboy fan, and man, it's just Philly. Yeah. It's NFC East team that I hate. I yeah. hate their fans. Yeah. I don't really like a lot of their players. I don't like their attitudes. Definitely don't like their head coach. And I, I just want to beat them because I don't want to hear no shit from them. Uh-huh. I want to talk the shit to their fans. Agreed. Now, record-wise, also, that's great because I'm going to talk more shit. Yeah. But just, they could be, we could be 0-10 and I still want us to beat Philly. Yeah, I can't stand Philly. Probably the team I hate the most in our division. <coughs> I, I think they... 
deserve credit for winning these close games, doing one more thing right than the opponent, you know, those close games. But, uh, you know, the market correction finally came last week where it's due. Uh, so I'm hoping Dallas can play good enough situational football to not open the door late or be in the game late to make a play to to put it away for Dallas. You know, you just got to make one more play than they do. That's usually the NFL. I think we're going to need to take the mindset of how we played Geno in the second half versus Seattle and pay attention to the tape that the Niners just put out there. Bosa said, look, we just gave the blueprint. Hopefully the Cowboys are paying attention and watching the tape. But they didn't go after Jalen. They kept him in the pocket. They didn't allow him the B-gaps to take off and run through or at least to move through so he can hit his guys. They kept him right there. They wouldn't let him go anywhere. And that just means that we have to back off on our aggressiveness that of our so defensive an- line. That's so anti-Dan Yeah, Quinn. I don't know if he can. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I don't think he can. He'll, he did it in the second half versus Geno. So it – Paid dividends versus Seattle in the second half. Uh, it hopefully, I think we're going to have to play that way. Well, Scott, you said you know hopefully come out and play a little situational football. You know, which to me is a little fluid depending on how the game goes. How would you come into the game versus Philly? What what is your you know? Well, if you like. If you, I don't know anybody who happens to have C.D. Lamb on their fantasy team. I won't uh, reference <coughs> if they do, but it's simply. I wish I did. It's simply find your two guys who run best after the catch. Get them the ball in in intermediate crossing routes. Don't try to choke and, and go deep so much. But basically hit them hit them intermediate and shallow and let them run. I want them to tackle. Yeah. Oh yes, you I got to be good at. Tackling I want them to. I want Philly to have to tackle. Byard yeah. is the only guy back there that can really tackle yeah. well. It's not Bradbury. It's not. It's not Slay. It's it's you know get past the first level guys. Get her past them. And also, uh, if you know, you're gonna get your backs involved. And they tried to last time if you recall. They 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 were pretty good when they when they got to it. But it's basically those short and run. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even mess with these. Uh, these longer routes on the tree so much. I'm trying to get them to tackle. Of course, you take your shots. But you're trying to get that little 10 to 15, 17-yard pass, intermediate range, um, and then everything else thrown underneath that but with promise of yak, and then clean up with some runs as it develops. I've got one of the best run-after-catch receivers in the game. Yep. I say let's turn this loose. Yeah, I love the approach. Oh, I do too, and I think Brandon Cooks will figure in more in that mindset of the yak yardage. You know, let's just let's dump it and get it to our guys or even and let the them do what they do. Yeah. If they want to run that little cheap-ass zone Philly likes to run, you sure. want to get them matched up in a linebacker, you want to <laughs> yeah. get Cooks running across – Good luck to you. Dak's yeah, been lighting up the zone defense. I was going to say, Dak has definitely improved versus the zone. This, yeah. These, That's this why he's just taking that next step because it's like he's already was a problem in Maine. Now, now he's just conquering zone. Boy. Conquering. And that's what he's showing that cerebral breaking, beating you with his brain, and he's throwing these accurate balls. Man, damn. I was, uh, I was reading today uh, the stuff that he goes through daily, all week, is – mind-blowing i mean he did literally when do you have free time my man i mean it's it's work on his body from the minute he gets up to the minute he goes to bed um so he's he's, he's on pro-life he is on it the other thing that i heard today 
that I haven't heard before. Um, evidently, the coaching staff is getting the game plan in a lot earlier in the week, and they're able to go through it Monday and Tuesday, and then by Wednesday when they're doing coming back for a practice, they're all more in tune with the game plan for the week. Relative to what they used to do? Yes. Okay. Evidently, they weren't getting it. They, the comment was made that the players really enjoyed having the game plan this much earlier in the week because by the time Wednesday rolls around, they're more in tune with what Mike's wanting to do, what our game plan is for that week, and they've already mentally walked through those reps. Uh, and so – from a player standpoint, the comment was made that they were really appreciative of that and that that was making a huge difference in allowing them to get in their groove. They're not thinking a lot. They're just they're just moving. They're playing, you know. They're playing fast, and they all know where each other's supposed to be. Uh, I just think that – I think Mike's doing a great job running the team this year, getting us ready to play on Sundays for sure. He's got the more efficient German model. I think you know. so. Uh, but Philly, you know, uh, as we always try to disrespect him, uh, Germany uh, made a living at beating people 1-0 soccer, you know. Uh -huh. When the Cowboys was dominant in the 90s, it's it's nice to look back and say, oh, he was blowing people out 47 nothing or something. It was week to week finding a way to win a game, and these games were close games that yep. we separated in the third or fourth quarter. So uh, I'm not going to take nothing away from Philly's wins. No. They're a good team. They are. I like y'all's offensive approach. I agree with that. That's what I would like to bring to the table, which is a little bit similar to what we've been doing. On the flip side of that ball, Scotty, uh, what would be your, you know, as you go into different situations, what would be your uh, approach going into the game? Well, that's a good one because that's the real challenge, and I think uh, the Chiefs in particular did a better job at forcing them to run 15 plays, 15, slowing it down. Uh, not they, they don't typically commit. I don't remember what the penalty count was. They don't they don't commit a ton of penalties, and that's where Dallas is going to have to stop with the, uh, the cheap, uh, you know, give them first short short yardage on those those early downs. Dante Fowler. Right. So again, force them, force them to get into the long drive game, make a mistake, and uh, force points to be at a premium for them because they're going to make plays. Um, and keep everything as out front as possible because you're not going to really do much with A.J. Brown. Uh, it's the Dallas Goddards and the, uh, the backs you're really going to have to limit. But that being said, uh, I think Dallas has a good chance. They play fast. They play free at home. Uh, they'll probably play with another gear they didn't have in Philly. That was a messy day in Philly. So you got me thinking on this, okay? Stat number one that I'm going to look at after this game is touchdowns that came from outside of the red zone. And then uh, the next stat I think I'm going to look at is red zone efficiency of both teams. You know, who's getting touchdowns, who's kicking field goals. Because you got me thinking, I think both these teams can move the ball down the field on each other. It's going to come down to who bends but doesn't break. Because uh, Philly will bend on you, but they don't break. Right. Uh, so it might come down to who can get the touchdown or the field goal. But before that, I can't give up any big plays is what you're saying. No A.J. Brown, 80 yarders. Nothing funky. Make them earn this shit. So it even goes so far as to say as Dallas probably had a very sound defensive approach in game one, but we'll never know it because we hurt ourselves in key situations. That third, that you remember the third 
third quarter, we give them like three first downs on a drive and personal fouls uh, or an offside or a flag. Those are the things we've got to clean up. And, of course, the one the one touchdown pass that they hit uh, Brown with Bland, I thought that was a perfect throw. It had to be per- thrown perfectly. So I don't necessarily hate the offensive or the defense approach they had in Philly. It might be more of that. Well, so, so – just run it like the man, and just run it. Clean. Let it be damn. Because I agree it. with you, that was good coverage, man. Yeah, you got to run the clean. You got to, you, you, you know, three first, three offsides. You can't do so that. So play your game. No, play, you play can't. Your game. Can you not pay attention to where the ball is, Dante Fowler, and really anybody else who's lining up? How do you line up offsides? I don't know. That doesn't make sense to me. When you can see the ball, you know the yard line that the ball is on. It's very easy to see the yard line where you're standing at. Why is it so hard when you put your hand on the ground to make sure you're, you're behind a certain yard marker? Dan Quinn definitely does want them lining up as close as they can. I can understand that, but still, you still know that the ball's on the 13-yard hmm. line, and I know where the 13-yard line is, Seems so why not put my hand on the 14? If we're serious about this game, we got to eliminate... Those type of silly penalties. If we're if we're going to say we're serious, then as a team, our coaching staff, directive, or trained into them something, we can't be having pre-snap penalties and silly ass penalties, man. No. So Ben, this is something Ben Aaron likes as a to, team. Aaron likes to ref- reference from time to time. So we run a cleaner version. It's it's because of this. Both teams know each other really well. They know pretty much what's in each other's bag. You're going to have a wrinkle or two at some point of the game. You're going to set something up. But can't help clean. Can you play? And Philly typically plays a very plays a very clean game. Yeah, they do. And, and we don't. And we know those little Dak stepping out of bounds, uh, Schoonmaker not getting over. Those win the game. Not only do they, they do. play a cleaner game, I think they're more apt to have a wrinkle that you're talking about. Right. You know, between two teams that are familiar with each other, I trust. I hate to say it, but I mean, I trust this Nick Soriani to draw up some gimmicky, and you cl- know, bullshit. Trick ass play that catches us because we thought we knew them and uh, we don't have one in our bag. In close games, that's what they do. However, Dallas has Dallas has the ammo and the firepower to put them in peril, to put them in conflict in several situations. They just have to stop getting in each getting in their own way, getting in their own way. They have to get out of their own way. But defensively, you're trying to you're gonna run it back and you're gonna say, hey man, they might pop a big play on us. I'm gonna go man. Uh, what are you gonna do? You like that San Francisco blueprint of? dialing back the aggressiveness i think that we need to pick our spots with our aggressiveness instead of just every play trying to go get the quarterback um i think that it would be really smart to keep Jalen in the pocket not allowing him to get out and find his guys uh you know just like just like when Dak gets out of the pocket i mean cd's been great at you know, he's so in sync with Dak that as soon as he sees him having to scramble and get out of the pocket, he adjusts. He does what I hear people talk about Kelsey in Mahomes. Kelsey always finds a place. He makes himself available to Mahomes all the time. On the scramble drill in yes. particular, yeah. And I think CD is doing a great job yeah, of that. Yeah, he's made great adjustments yes. off of the freelancing just yes. connection with Dak. Like, oh, I need to drop back two yards here. Yes. So I, in sync. I was going to say, I think our wide receivers are doing a really good job at getting PIs called, too. Jalen Tolbert did that last game for Seattle. On oh, the end of throw. That was yeah. a great play on him. 
because that ball was not catchable. I hate I hate the underthrow. That pa- that that pass was not catchable. But he saw what it was, and the guy, you know, Wooten, I think, is the guy who was covering yeah. him. Never turned his head. Ran right into him. Mm-hmm. He wasn't even going to catch it, but you got to call it because you just you you murdered me, you know. And I think our guys are doing a lot better job at drawing those calls outside of Michael Gallup. So Ben, if you think about it, when you break contain, so breaking contain, you're breaking the entire coverage. It's because your defense aligns to your quarterback being in the pocket. So left coverage, right coverage. Once he breaks contain, then everything's out of alignment. Yeah, which we've got burned on so many times from being so aggressive right. and not not guarding that edge and not accounting for that edge and then even being in man compounding by being in a man coverage. But that's why I'm curious. If we sit you know, play the contain, which I like, because in a way I'm using that in lieu of a spy. You know, usually I gotta use a spy, who's gonna spy him? But what is y'all's usage of Micah Parsons in a defense. I mean, we've got guys that are built to be aggressive, and now we're going to tone them back and, and really just kind of, I'm not saying give up the pass rush, but make st- stay in your lane, especially the edges. Um, or how are you going to use Micah in said scenario? I don't know. I think you in that scenario, I think maybe I'm sending every I'm sending Micah as the one I'm sending. Everybody else may play contain, and with Micah, the way Quinn uses him, I mean, he could be coming from the right, he could be coming from the left, he could come from the center, off the off the right of the center, off the left of the center. I mean, he moves them around so much. That's your pressure, and let the you know D Law and and Hankins and you know Fowler and Sam play contain. I don't I, honestly, I don't know what you would do with Micah because I know he hates not being able to go get the quarterback. Uh, and try and make a play, but I don't want to use them just as you know, guarding an area. No, no. So I think I, I really think that you know we're going to have to have a good mix, and I think we're going to have to pick our spot. Damn, Dan Quinn's going to, have to dial up something good. Yeah. He's need, he needs to bring more than what he's been bringing, man. So a lot of times and a lot of weeks, you will get Micah running those a gap blitzes between the center between uh-huh. a gaps. I would not mess with that yeah that particular thing we can leave a big hole yeah I, I wouldn't do that because a lot of times your center will, will will guess and guess wrong not with kelsey i'm not interested in doing that he's a veteran center he'll pick that up and, and yeah. probably put that to bed quick i would run him at dickerson between dickerson and a lot you can run him off uh you can run him off camp jorkins on, on the other side but i would just not mess with trying to because you're running even front which means your center is uncovered and he's going to pick up he's going to help uh kelsey's too smart for me even on a delay, for me, I'm targeting the outside Mulata, which is a big, heavy-footed left tackle. He's very good, but run him between between the B and, and outside of Mulata on the left side. And some teams I know account a player on the defensive side of the ball, or at least on passing, they just account a player on a spying Jalen. You know, it might be a linebacker, might be a safety, um, and then they just let everybody else play defense. Why can't I use Micah as the spy? Slash pat. I mean, he's free to do whatever the fuck he wants. Hey, if I got these other four playing contain, I'm going to play my coverage at the back end, and and instead of just spying him and moving where he goes, I'm going to send him. Yeah. Well, you know they do that against Philly. They did it with uh, when uh, Gardner Minshew was the quarterback last year. So they might as well do against Jalen. Uh, I would say this will be the first time Jalen has played us since uh, here since they got blown out here in 21. So. Uh, 
you know, I was I, right. I, I don't know if Micah is going to be, uh, you know, if they'll they'll use him, how much they'll use him spying the ball, or if it'll be Clark. I don't know. Uh, if you're, if you know, if D-Law or those guys are getting home, you can do a lot more. Um, but that's that's a good question. I have no idea. I, I'm just guessing. I think our D-line is playing pretty good right now. Uh, D-Law had a great game. <clears throat> Keep that up. I think Hankins is playing great. Even with Fowler putting his stinking hand in the wrong spot, he's getting to the quarterback too. Yeah, uh, and Sam, Sam, Sam's a little bit of a freak that you just don't notice, but he's a freak. Uh, he's got he's got some good things coming, but he's he's good. He, I mean, we got our defensive line. Is you dig Zoo's been making some plays oh. lately. Yeah, Sam, you I just got to talk to him and feed him raw meat and right? hope, hope his head's right and you got something maybe. We got some good players playing really good right now. Uh, we need our secondary to play better, like you said, Scott. We need our safeties to step up, clean up that crap. I think the safeties are what they are at this point. You know, Donovan Wilson has played better in the past, uh, but I think Curse kind of is what he is right now, and Hooker is I've what he is right now. I've seen him play better. I've seen all of them play better than what they've been playing this year. I, I don't. I mean, it's just been a bad stretch for yeah. for 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 that guy. And he only takes the one. So, yeah. um, you know, we're hitting the home stretch. We got a quarter of the season, a little more actually to go. So hopefully, mm. we can regroup. Uh, the, if 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 you think Detroit's not you guys, but if you think Detroit's receivers can cause you problems, look at the next month. What the next month brings, and we oh, got to we got to clean it up. Yeah, it's a gauntlet it from here on out to the playoffs. It you sure know, is. it's it's just a primer, primer, primer. But everybody else is going through the same. Right. You know. It's a good chance that game Sunday night is the highest watched game in the season. Betcha. It's a big game. I, th- I, th- I was looking at I think that they said we had the toughest remaining schedule, you know, the playoff, current playoff teams. Let's so do it. We, let's, let's do it. Yeah. Let's I'm do it. You, let's get it on. I'm excited about it, man. Yep. Our playoffs start. Yeah. Well, uh, we could go on and on, but we all agreed so let's let's throw out our predictions. I will go first. Oh, this is unbelievable. unbelievable. I will go first for y'all. Kenny, mark uh, this. Yes. My prediction for the game on Sunday night. Voluntarily. I know. He said, I don't trust it. I feel like he's going to edit something in after. 42 to 21. Are you Which team? Cowboys. Okay. And he said, he said Buffalo didn't scare him. Okay. Yep. Forty-two to twenty-one, Cowboys. Yep. yep, man. I think it's even possible we might uh, duplicate that San Francisco score, but I'll let Philly score twenty-one points. Who's going next? I'll, I'll, I'll go. I'll go. Let me okay. go. Okay, I'll have a thirty to twenty-four. You son of a bitch! <laughs> we're, 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 we're right there. I, I literally it. had thirty to twenty-three. I'm not even kidding with you. Thirty to twenty-six. Now twenty-four. And he speaks for me, too, whatever he says. Cowboys. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. I think Philly falls on a hard time. They're getting a little stretch here, and they'll, they'll regroup later. But right now, it's this is Dallas's night. It is. Ben? Yeah, I'm going to stick with it, 30-23. I mean, it just, that's what I had in my head, so I'm going to go with it. Yes. I'm not going to let other people deviate what I was trying to pick because we have, have some payoff. Don't, 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 don't do this just yet. Don't do this just yet, Aaron. I, I know I tried to keep you. Let's not stay too long for me. I appreciate that, but we have one more thing I know you want to talk about. What's that? Well, there's another thing that happened this last week. If you want to bring it up, we'll save it for another day. That's fine. Oh, I can't believe that I didn't even bring that up. Right. Yes, let's talk about Texas and the, ca- the college football playoff. Were you shocked when it came through on Sunday? We were on the phone together. Right. 
We were watching them reveal. They went one, two, three, six, five, <laughs> four. Drum it what up. Drum f- it up. Right. I like it. Let the anticipation build. Right. <coughs> they had to. They had to. Let, I really let, don't feel bad for Florida State. Sorry. Oh had, well, Seminoles. They let the Alabama crew uh, sweat it out a little bit, didn't they? Yes. Now imagine you either walk a mile in your shoes or something. Okay. Uh, you just dismiss Florida State. Ah, so totally. poo-poo. I give no dams about you. No, zero Fs. I don't. Uh, put yourself in the Florida State. Imagine you're a senior at Florida State. Yeah, that would suck. Yeah. That would suck so huge. Well, but what what can someone even tell you? Nothing. Oh, you were thirteen and zero. You were in a big nothing, five conference. There's absolutely nothing we you have can tell never, any of those players to never make them left feel an undefeated team out of the out until of the now. playoffs until now. Yeah, we we oh, we, man, we, if we I'm did, State. I'll be pissed. We did disagree. We talked about this other day. I, I think Florida State got absolutely shafted and shaken in, but. Uh, but that we had our disagreement. What about you? You think they should have been as well? Uh, well, I mean, I'm I'm just saying, if I'm a Florida State fan, I'm like, hey man, why am I not in there? You know, and then they come back and say, because man, we're picking the best four teams. Okay, we ain't got time for you. We don't think you're the best four team. No, they're not. Um, so then I'm like, well, then where's Georgia? You're or, telling me Georgia's not Ohio one of the best State. four teams? Uh, Ohio State. Right. I kick Texas and Washington both out if I'm just going best four teams. So it ain't the best four teams. It ain't none of this bullshit. Just come out and say it. It's the last year of your four teams. You're already going to do what you're going to do. Just say, hey, man, <coughs> it's a TV show. Man, did, I'm trying to get Did you mean Texas to- and Alabama, not Washington? You meant Texas and Washington. Texas Alabama. and Washington. You would have kicked Texas and Washington out? Yes, and I'd have brought Georgia and Ohio State in. But if Washington I was, was undefeated. No, you would have... T- I'm just you, trying to bring the best four no, teams. No, no, no. You would have kicked Alabama and Texas no. out. No, no, no. I'd have Georgia and Alabama and Michigan and Ohio State how in would my you have Al- How would you have Alabama in and Texas not? Because I'm going to take what I think is the best four teams, man. Based, why are you basing Alabama's based being taken? Alabama over Texas, I don't get well, I'm not interested. What's, what's that based on? Just like they're judging Florida State, saying, hey, man, we ain't interested in what you did with your quarterback. We're interested in who you are right now today. I'm not interested in Texas beating Alabama in week two. I'm interested in where the teams are at today. Where the teams are at today, I think Alabama is a better team than Texas. Based on? My eyes. Okay, my eyes would say differently because oh. I seem to watch Auburn have Alabama I'm with you. and not a good team. So, Alabama, you can't make that argument for Alabama. I'm with you. If I'm Florida State, I'm going to be like, hey, man, how Washington you saying? Washington is absolutely it, in. If how Georgia's you saying that my really team's... that good, why did they lose to Alabama? Uh, if Texas is that good, why did they lose to Oklahoma? But that was weeks and weeks. And if we're talking about not I'm, caring about their win versus no, I, Alabama, I don't have a problem. why would you care about their loss to Oklahoma? I don't, I don't, Let I, me stop real quick I don't and say, have a, I, don't, I like the four teams they got in there. I don't That's have a the prob- four I want to watch. Have, I don't have a problem so much with Texas you keeping out. It's Alabama over Washington, which makes no sense to me. Yeah. Washington's been a top four team all year. Alabama has not been. Yeah. No. I, again, I'm not interested or in now. all your things. Or now. I'm saying if, if I'm Florida State... And you're telling me you're not interested in the all-year thing in my case, then don't sell me the all-year in anybody else's case. What they're telling Florida State is, we're interested in where you're at right now and moving forward with how you've been lately. So judge all the teams off of that. And I'm with you. Alabama, they could have easily lost to Auburn a couple weeks ago. So you might be right in the last month of the season that Texas might be playing better than Alabama. Which team do I think is better? On paper, whatever you want to call it, Alabama and Georgia. 
There's no measure you can make Alabama over Texas or Washington. You can't do it. You can Ohio State. You can Georgia. But you can't do it with Alabama. Does Texas lose points for having Matthew McConaughey on the sidelines? Yes. <laughs> that's where that's where the tiebreaker went. Okay. But no, Texas did beat Alabama and deserved to be in there more than Alabama. I'm glad with the four teams they picked. It's who the the fans want to watch. Would you want to watch any different scenario? I would probably I would probably have a problem. if Texas weren't in, I wouldn't have the biggest problem. It'd be Alabama over over Texas or Washington. But is there any other four teams or any of the teams, the three that didn't make it, that you'd rather have in there just Georgia. as a viewer? Georgia. Yeah. Georgia. See, I don't want to see Georgia. I just saw him versus Alabama, and I'm like, man, I don't want to see you again. Yeah, but you're talking about the best team. No, I'm just saying, which games do you want to watch? I, I want to watch you. Washington. I just told you. I just yeah, I'm, I'm saying. I mean, if Georgia was in instead of Alabama, they'd be playing Michigan, right? I guess wherever they had it yeah, ranked. Yeah, depending but, on where it ranked. But, I mean, yeah. Washington has Maybe. probably been the best out of this group all year besides whole, Michigan. All four. Yeah, and I th- I think I think Washington's going to handle Texas. Really? Yeah, I think they'll handle. That's a bad matchup for Texas, but I mean, uh, I like the four teams too. I do. Yeah. But to answer his question for me, he said it would be a different team. Georgia would be, not Ohio State, but Georgia. Yeah. Um, but then you know you make the argument Georgia. Georgia has really been kind of playing it close all year, so they're not exciting. No, yeah, they're not. I don't think Alabama is. I like Milro. No. I think Milro brings a little excitement to their game. Uh, and just you have the the bonus, uh, whatever. For some, it's a big bonus. For some, either way, like to see Nick Saban get his. They they delight in seeing him get his. And then there's another. It's kind of like Duke. He's very polarizing. I don't think Georgia's polarizing at all. I think Alabama is. I think Harbaugh with the cheating scandal and all that. Okay, bring that mess into it. I'm there for it. Washington's got one of the most exciting offenses in college football, man. Yeah, I'm glad to see them. And then Texas. I like the matchup for Washington. For us, I like the I, I like the rematch. I like the rematch. It's in New Orleans. We got a good chance of having a good fan base there, uh, and I think it's an opportunity for Texas to exercise the demons from last year. Well, well just if you believe in styles, make fights. They're going to have four receivers. Uh, oh, I know. For, for Washington, they're yeah. going to play in playing Sundays. You know and. And Michael Penix throws the best ball in in, uh-huh. in college, but I'm just I'm just saying the weakest part of Texas team is not the team is not what you want to face Washington and their corners are not, and they just had a uh, one of their safeties catalog hit the portal. But I mean, uh, their secondary is probably not the strongest part, whereas Washington's that's exactly where they want to hit you. So yeah. uh, it's a trouble spot. If if you win in New Orleans and it'll be burn orange all the way down in in, in New Orleans and then you get, when that if you win that game then you're playing the final in Houston in NRG. So, we got a so whole are y'all rooting for anybody in the other game? I'm rooting for Michigan. Is Michigan Alabama? Michigan yeah. Alabama. <sighs> That's who I wanted Texas to play. I yeah, wanted well, them to play Texas. I wanted them to play Michigan. I would love to see Michigan Texas in the championship game. Uh, That's blue bloods. It's yeah. blue bloods in this. Thing, yeah, man. I like Alabama's speed. I really like Alabama's speed. Yeah, against Michigan, I think they have pro- they can- they have a hard time with speed. But, Interesting, but yeah, I, usually I don't like to see rematches. So I mean, like if Alabama beats Texas, then Alabama's just you know Texas. Like, we're one on one, you know. Yeah, Alabama. We won it when it mattered, you know. Well, you had it. You had it two years ago. I'd like to see you that matchup. Two, you had it two years ago in a very exciting final when Georgia and Alabama played. Yep. Yeah. It'll be fun. And yeah, they. Yeah. I look forward to it. Go Texas. Yeah. I know you're worried about it. 
and that's no, fine. He's nervous. He's gun shy. He's so worried right now, dude. No, he's just, like, Washington's so the see, best team okay. ever in college if, football. If you're handicapping the game, it's just no. what it is. What it is. I, I, What's hey. the odds in this game? Who's favored? Four and a half, Texas. There you go. But I mean, that's the money. That's that Texas yeah. booster money messing uh, it all up. Yeah, messing it all up. So yeah, that's me making the show run long on that's things right. only one person might talk about. This is awesome, dude. Texas yeah, got a chance for a national championship. Yes. Are you kidding me? I, I mean, thought they were a year ahead. Actually, I thought they were a year ahead. But going back, Sark said, "No, it's this year." Yeah, this is. I mean, you're talking about, dude. They got to win two football games mm-hmm. versus teams they can beat. Yes. In locations. Yes. In their backyard. Yes. And they're national champions. Yes. Texas. Yes. It's weird that huge. Texas is going to have to play a ball control team against that. Yeah. They're going to have to hold on the ball against that. Yeah, they are. But they can do it. They can do I it. I got faith in Sarkis, the coach, man. They got I some see. athletes, dude, that could maybe put up with some of them Washington athletes. I got athletes, faith in dude. that that backup running back that's taking over for Brooks. I got faith in oh, yours. Oh, CJ or Jadon Blue. Got faith in the re- wide receivers Texas has. And, and Scott, Mitchell. if it all goes bad, you can play the arch card. <laughs> yes. And get the rally going. See, that's the that's the beautiful thing that I love about Texas is this is where we are this year. Next year, we could be even better than we are this year. If what we want happens, happens, but, you know, who knows? Uh, they're good enough now that we say we when we speak of Texas. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, we love it. That's yes. fine. Yes. That's they're fine. Our, they're our team. We love the Longhorns here. One other note, not that you care, but this week, 1,100 kids, almost 1,200 kids hit the portal on Monday. That's insane. 1,400, almost 1,500 total since the portal opened. And some big names, some, some big names are in that uh-huh. portal. So, Let's get the bidding going. Yeah, so uh, like Georgia's losing five-star quarterbacks. They're yep. like, ah, we're good. Yep. <laughs> we got Rayola coming in, so we're good. I heard uh, them talking today, and they were talking about, uh, you know, the money, the money for the portal, the money for the play, the NIL and the and the uh, yep. what do you the uh, yeah well all Scott that said money. it was modern day slavery. Well, from what I understand, Sturm said that A and M's got like a twenty million dollar pot to work with. So they call for it, the NIL players. They call it collectives. Collective. It, that's yeah. the word I was looking for. Yeah. So they have collectives, and essentially, it's a choice. So teams like Alabama or programs like Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, uh, Georgia, they have they have all the resources, but they don't pay players on NIL on the front end. Meaning, hey, you're going to come here and make uh, two million dollars. You know. They're going to wait it out until you develop, and then they'll then the resource, the boosters, so to speak, they'll turn them loose at A and M. West Virginia's big about it too, but at A and M, they spend their collectives. They're recruiting you off the bat. So a kid yeah. that just hit the a kid that just hit the portal, Walter Nolan, who's the best, was the number one player in the nation two years ago. Yeah. I mean, he's already paid. He's going to yeah. transfer out somewhere. And Ohio State's quarterback, who's who's starting quarterback, he's in yes. the portal. Yeah. I was shocked. Like, so Matt Rule, McCord, pay for him. Is that so, his name McCord? Yeah. Kyle McCord. Yeah. So uh, Kyle Rule or Rule, Matt, Matt Rule. Rule. Matt Rule said the other day is like, yeah, uh, you know, to get a good quarterback in a port, you know, a good quarterback is going to cost you one and a half, two million dollars. I'm like, <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, we were talking about college football. And now. then you mentioned Kyle. I didn't know about my Kyle McCord, so that makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. And I was shocked that the kid from Oklahoma oh, entered D- the portal. Dylan Gabriel, yeah. Yeah, like after watching this year, I'm like, why? But now because, I understand. Because this dude might not go pro. Might as well get paid. From what I understand, a lot of these players are putting their name in the portal 
Not so they're going to leave school. Get a better right. contract. They're going to get a better deal and stay at the school that they're mm-hmm. still at. So Dabo Sweeney, he's having a hard time with this right now because, and he's right, it's because you got those outside influence coming in saying, you know, hey, yeah. DJ Ungulay or whatever from, from Oregon State, uh, yeah. you know, we know you're a senior. Uh-huh. You're not really going to get drafted, but hey, yeah. would you like to make another? Yeah. Would you like to catch in the portal and get a million and a half? Uh-huh. And uh, they're doing this, and it's you know, Dabo and uh, Stoops, Mark Stoops, saying this is tampering. And essentially, it is when you got an intermediator sure. in someone a kid's ear, and they're going to, yeah, jump in the portal. We got you. you yeah, know, Shadur Sanders is getting most in the NL money. He's got $4 million. <laughs> He's probably yeah. going to be a first round pick, if not this year, next year. Yeah, and you got, I mean, do they have tampering charges? Do they have? I you got to prove it. Yeah, you prove because, it. I mean, there's, that's good luck. Yep. Good luck. It's freaking nuts. College football. Yep. Anyway, Crazy. sorry, sorry to get us off on that. Oh no, you're good. You're good. I'm glad we all showed up tonight. It was a good conversation. Look forward to that game on Sunday. Uh, I think that uh, we've put it on the conference room table to maybe get together on Sunday night. Oh, we're for that getting game. together in the rabbit hole. I'm I'm going to Best Buy. I'm getting us a TV. We're gonna put it up here in the rabbit hole. Okay. Kenny's gonna help me. I'll be here. Hopefully, Scott, you'll join us. If you don't have anything going on. Or you didn't promise anybody else you'd watch the game no, with them? No, I didn't them. promise anybody else, no. So, and we chose not to ask you to open up your doors. Uh, we thought we'd get you out of the house. I'm not a good host right now, yeah. It's all good. You can come be a guest. You'd be a great guest instead of being a host. need to host. work on that. Well, till Sunday night, I hope everybody has uh, a great f- next few days and enjoy that game Sunday. And uh, it's holiday time, so... I uh, set Kenny up with a little holiday music today to close our show out. Oh, gas it up. And here we go. Let's go buy some shit. Peace, reality. Merry motherfucking Christmas. Oh, peace, reality. All these ho-ho-hos trying to get with me. We on their wish list. And it's clear to see you ain't had a holiday like this. Merry motherfucking Christmas. Oh, peace, reality. All these ho-ho-hos trying to touch the beat. We doing sick shit, bitch. Like you wouldn't believe it's a peace, reality Christmas. Chestnut, I'll be roasting the split. Baby, bend over for your favorite gift. I'ma give you my North Pole like you Mrs. Claus. We can decorate the tree with your big red drawers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know my workshop popping. If you like toys, I got plenty of options. Got the champagne flowing under the mistletoe and the body ain't stopping till six in the morning. Yeah, or maybe like 6.15 Got my eyes so red cause I'm smoking that green I'm getting hungry, got the munchies so I'm eating the tree It's delicious in the great source of vitamin C uh. Happy birthday Jesus Thanks for giving us so reason To party Let's get it started Yeah, every motherfucking Christmas I'm reality Like it's ho-ho